Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Come Holy Spirit, creator blessed, and in our hearts take up thy rest. Come with thy grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which thou hast made. This is the beginning of the Veni Creator, Come Creator Spirit, the cry of the church since the first Pentecost. Jesus lived and died so that we might have a full life in God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. John 3.16 To believe, we have faith. Faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing, according to Webster's Dictionary. For us as Catholics, it's defined in Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the realization of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. We have to understand that faith is a grace a gift of God, a supernatural virtue infused by God. Faith is also a human act. The human intellect works with divine grace. Faith is certain and seeks understanding. Faith is the beginning of our eternal life. Faith is a personal act, a free response of the human person to the move of God who reveals himself. A believer is not isolated. A believer is a link in the great chain of believers. The church believes and in turn feeds my faith. We have our faith strengthened by others. It tells us this in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, sections 153 through 167. We as Catholics have one faith in which we all believe. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ephesians 4. How does the Holy Spirit work in us and through us today? Through our cooperation with Him and through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. To baptize, to flood, to bathe completely, and to submerge. This is what over 120 million Catholics around the world have experienced since 1967 through baptism in the Holy Spirit. Let me clarify something here. Baptism in the Spirit is not an eighth sacrament. It is simply us giving God permission to release in us that which he has already placed there through the sacraments. It's a release or an infilling of the Spirit and all that he brings. John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. John fourteen sixteen, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. John fourteen twenty six. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything 
and remind you of all that I have said to you. John 15, 26, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Acts 1, 8, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Acts 2, 1 through 12, tells us that they were all together. They had been in prayer. They waited. They didn't know really for what or for how long they had to wait, but they did as they were asked, and the Spirit came. The promise of the Holy Spirit is found in all four Gospels and in the Acts of the Apostles. Matthew 3.11, I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Mark 1.8, I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke 3.16, I am baptizing you with water, but one who is mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy, worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John 1.33, I do not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.5, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts 11.16, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. From Father Harold Cohen, the first spiritual advisor for Magnificat. The apostles prayed for the coming of the Spirit with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and a group of about 120. On Pentecost, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit and were transformed into new creatures, bold witnesses for Christ. And what does this baptism of the Holy Spirit bring? What does it awaken in us? Again, from Father Harold Cohen. What can we expect when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit? We can expect an immediate or gradual experience of deeper union with God, our loving Father, and with Jesus, our Lord and friend. A fresh appreciation of Scripture, a greater love for others, and a desire for Christian fellowship. The fuller presence in our lives of the fruit of the Spirit, and the reception of one or more of the charismatic gifts of the Spirit. From Father Cantala Mesa, the preacher to the papal household. It brings gifts or charisms for the building up of the body of Christ. Are the gifts equally divided? Are they the same with everyone? Those who receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today 
experience the same fruits that our ancestors did many years ago. This is a quote from Sober Intoxication of the Spirit, Book 2. From the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 799, it tells us that these gifts, these extraordinary and simple and humble graces of the Holy Spirit called charisms have been given to benefit the church and should be accepted with gratitude. They are a wonderfully rich grace for the apostolic vitality and for the holiness of the entire body of Christ. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, excuse me, yeah, 12, 11, one and the same spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. The Catechism of the Catholic Church further states in 2003, there are furthermore special graces, also called charisms, after the Greek term used by St. Paul and meaning favor, gratuitous gift, benefit. Whatever their character, sometimes if it is extraordinary, such as the gift of miracle or of tongues, charisms are oriented towards sanctifying grace and are intended for the common good of the church. They are at the service of charity, which builds up the church. And what are these gifts and charisms? Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be fear of the Lord. And this means an awe in God's presence. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. To one is given through the Spirit the expression of wisdom. To another, the expression of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the one Spirit. To another, mighty deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits to another variety of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit produces all of these, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. In Romans 12, 5 through 8, St. Paul writes these words, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us exercise them. If prophecy, in proportion to the faith. If in ministry, in ministering. If one is a teacher, in teaching. If one exhorts, in exhortation. If one contributes, in generosity. If one is over others with diligence. If one does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, employ it for one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who utters oracles of God, whoever renders service as one who renders it by the strength which God supplies in order that everything, in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 
Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. We receive these gifts, these charisms as we need them. We believe that he equips us to do what he calls us to do. If we believe that, why is our first response usually, oh, I don't have that gift? When God calls us to do something, it is our obedience that he is seeking, our yes. He distributes the gifts as he wills. We should never doubt that the Lord will provide the gifts we need to accomplish the task he has set before us. We should be changed and we should be changed for the better. In Sober Intoxication of the Spirit, Father Cantilla Mesa says, A sacrament is called unreleased if its fruit remains bound or unused because of the absence of certain conditions that further its efficacy. If it is never entirely released, he who created you without your consent will not save you without your consent. And he is quoting St. Augustine. With baptism in the Spirit, we allow the Spirit to be released in our lives. We give him permission to act freely. The plug has been inserted into the outlet and the light has been turned on. And the gift of God is unbound in our lives. And the term baptized with the Holy Spirit, that's straight from Jesus in Acts 1.5. And the gifts, what we are given, we are to give as a gift. To me, this means we should leave this earth empty-handed, completely spent with none of what God has given us. Pentecost is supposed to give us that spirit of boldness, of understanding, of discernment, that we can tell the whole world who God is, what he's about, tell about his mercy, his divine mercy, and his love so that no one can turn around and say, why didn't you tell me about this? He will set our hearts on fire with his love so that everyone can see how much he loves them. He moves among us, dispersing his gifts to us as we need so that we in turn can minister to his people. Everyone should see through us how much God loves them because we have opened our hearts to the Lord. Everything that has happened to us in our lives up to this point is to prepare us for what God is calling us to do today and tomorrow. Now, I don't know about you, but I can imagine a lot of people were going through the Paul and Ananias story when we look at some of the folks that the Lord chose. I I know probably they really said that about me. Really, Lord, her? Do you know what she did? Do you know how she was? But God's answer in Acts 9.15 was for Ananias to go because... He or she, and I'm quoting the Lord, is a chosen instrument of mine. And this infilling is not a one-and-done event. It means that we are constantly asking, constantly needing, and being filled. It's not a today and never again happening. It's an ongoing process. 
As we grow, the Spirit gives more and more. He deepens our desire for the Lord, awakens in us new gifts, and calls us ever closer to heaven. Father Harold Cohen used to tell the story of being baptized in the Spirit with this analogy. Let's say you had a glass of milk and you took chocolate and squirted it down in the milk. Well, let's say you're the, cho- the white milk and the chocolate is the spirit. What does it do? It settles to the bottom of the glass and it just sits there. Remember when they mentioned being released? Well, when we give God permission to be released in our lives, it's like we took that spoon and stirred up that syrup and it changed the milk. It's what the Spirit does to us. We're still milk. We're just changed. We're different. And remember, too, if you don't keep that milk stirred up, that chocolate will start to settle. But the good thing is, is that you can always stir it up again. Now, whether this is a first-time surrender or a request for a fresh outpouring, I ask you to please repeat after me. If the Lord has placed it on your heart today to turn control over to him, just repeat after me. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill me to overflowing. Fill me to overflowing. So that there is no room, so that there is no room for anything or anyone, for anything or anyone but you, but you. Fill me with graces and blessings. Fill me with graces and blessings. Fill me with the words of the scripture. Fill me with the words of the scripture. And let them always be on my mind and heart. And let them always be on my mind and heart. I give you my permission. I give you my permission. Use me as you wish. Use me as you wish. Give me hope and joy. Give me hope and joy that comes from you alone, that comes from you alone. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come and renew the face of the earth and renew the face of the earth and start with me and start with me right now, right now. Amen. Now, I will tell you, as you make this prayer from the depths of your heart and you cry out to the Lord for baptism in the Spirit, He will honor that. He will do what you have asked Him to do. But I will also tell you that the devil will try to say, that didn't happen. You were just listening to that podcast and you got all caught up in the minute. That's lies. I will tell you what I know The devil cannot take from you that which you do not possess. If he is trying to take your grace, your peace, your openness to the spirit, it's because that's exactly what you have done. You have given your life over to the Lord and his will will be done in and through you. 
I give you my permission. Make of me what you wish. Use me as you wish. Give me hope and joy that comes, Lord, from you alone. Come, Holy Spirit, come and renew the face of the earth. And please, God, start with me right now. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.